Hey, welcome to the Morning Mic Check. I'm Pat Brown here with Mike Metzger. Mike and I have known each other for a while now. I first met him around 2010, and he's become one of the key mentors in my life. Over the years, we've had countless conversations, and in almost every one, I've walked away having discovered something new. Mike has this unique ability where he can reframe a conversation, and you begin to discover a deeper reality around you. It's a bit like Alice tumbling down the rabbit hole. I'm releasing these conversations as an invitation to follow me as I go down that rabbit hole. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. So I have a, a fun one for you today. Um, I figured it might be helpful to actually do a little bit of scripting here. Um, so I'll give you the context, a little bit of the story, and we can talk through uh, what's upcoming for me and uh, might be helpful for some of our listeners, all, all two of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. For both of you, uh, pay attention. And again, That's we want to be clear. I have no idea what Pat's about to share. We never script these uh, podcasts before. We just come on and Pat tees it up, and then we see how far we can drive this thing down the fairway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for anyone who's is not as familiar, just to give some context, if you haven't listened to some previous conversations, but uh, scripting is something that Mike will, will help with to uh, kind of prepare ahead of time um, to help identify certain key key pieces, uh, particularly when it comes to forms of leadership um, that may, may be able to be improved in whether it's a conversation or uh, an upcoming meeting. But it's often helpful to call out um, some things where, for example, I may be assuming I have dominion where I don't have or even to avoid uh, yeah, some of those conversations where I begin to uh, just make some assumptions that may not be helpful to make. So anyway, the context here is, uh, you know, so I, I'm, uh, I'm an engineering manager at, at my job and uh, the work I do is uh, partly to help organize the team, provide structure for the team, direction. And we've, we've hit a, a pretty tough spot where we have uh, a lot of work to do. Uh, in fact, we have, we have clients we have to do work for um, that we've had timelines put in place um, both before I started, which was not that long ago, and then early on when I started. And it's pretty clear those timelines are not going to get met. Um, so we're, we're running over for some clients. Um, we have a number of issues um, in, in our software that we are also working through this, this kind of ever-growing list. And uh, um, for, for any kind of healthy tech org, you typically want to have features being built, um, but also maintaining kind of a healthy level of what, what we call tech debt which is you know, either a pileup of bugs or uh, sometimes you're rushing to get something out, so you, you have to make a strategic shortcut. And it's important you go back and kind of handle that tech debt. And we're, we're in a situation where we've, we've been making that decision to pile up that tech debt for too long and things are kind of crumbling. And then, of course, as with uh, many tech companies now, you have uh, attrition risk, and that's um, you know, obviously where people are leaving for a number of different reasons to other companies. And uh, we want to maintain as you know, a healthy company, healthy culture. And uh, so you're, you're kind of consistently doing things to retain 
and, and help make sure that your team's satisfied. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the general overview. Where we are now is for the, the past several weeks, we've had issues coming up, issues as, as in um, either our, our, our services that we're providing are um, uh, hitting delayed responses to different clients um, or we're actually having something go wrong and we have to have the team come, come and fix it. But we've been what's called kind of reporting red for a while now. Um, and at the same time, we are missing. Uh, I'm having to report that deadlines coming up, especially in this next several months worth of work. We're going to be missing all of those. And I'm having to tell some of our business partners that the issues that the uh, clients have been complaining about are probably not going to get fixed anytime soon because we're so uh, s- s- um, we're so focused on delivering those features right now, and so it's kind of like a daily. P- I'm <laughs> I'm picking daily who I'm going to disappoint, mm. and that is always challenging. And as I, as I said in one meeting, you know, I uh, it's it, well, it's just very it's very challenging, and uh, you're going to get kind of can get reamed out in multiple situations there. Yeah. So anyway, a while back I, I made some changes, put some things in place that I think would help start to mitigate some of these issues. One of those, including being very, uh, very upfront about our timelines. I think that's something that hasn't happened for this team in the past, even before I joined. And um, which is why we're, we're sort of in our predicament now. And so uh, I have actually have a meeting um, later today (laughs) (laughs) is uh, with with several people up the chain kind of to talk through, hey, we've been seeing these issues for a while. Um, What are we going to do to stop it? And uh, I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to that meeting because I think a lot a lot of good will come out of it. But the the piece where I sense frustration in that meeting is uh is it something i want to control that i don't have control over right it's dominion thwarted and um i'm not sure i'm reminding myself i'm not sure if those involved in that meeting are aware of some of the things i've already put in place and i'm also um kind of getting an inkling that uh because if they are then there's obviously a lack of trust there of what I'm putting in place. And that's, uh, that's just obviously challenging, like emotionally dealing with, uh, and working through that, that piece. So now that I've spent the first half of our podcast, give me context. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got a call coming. I got to take it. <laughs> Hopefully that's not too boring. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at. And so I, I do want to be mindful going into this meeting uh, of, of how I speak, of course, and, mm-hmm. um, and also don't want to blow my dominion. Um, mm-hmm. And there's an important piece to which if, even if things are under control, if I appear out of control, the situation is not going to appear in control. And then in the back of my mind is the, the saying you, you, I got from you a while ago, which was, um, you know, solve problems, manage conditions, mentor people, um, so how am I solving the problems? What conditions am I managing? And am I actually 
in in a good place with the situation. Um, and that last question is actually I think really important because there's that's the the BS detector that will be helpful going to this meeting. Maybe right. maybe I do have things in place that are not actually working, and I it would be helpful if I'm aware of that before I go into a meeting that others have to tell me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's where we're at. Good. Um, yeah, good, good. I'll leave it there, and then I'll go into some of my specific questions. Good. And for you lovely listeners, both of you, um, one of the trick, <laughs> tricks of the trade, we call it studs in the wall in the, what we do at Clapham. Studs in the wall mean you don't buy the home because you see the studs in the wall, but the studs better be there. And they're what actually hold up the whole enterprise, uh, support it in the same way. Um, so we're going to show you some of the studs in the wall here. So if you're ever in this in the boat that I'm in uh, right now or listening to Pat, it's called aggressive listening. And one of the things in aggressive listening is to just take a lot of notes and um, maybe ask some questions if you're invited to. But if not, then just simply write a lot of notes. So it's one of the fascinating things, Pat. I've just written solve problems, manage conditions, and pack goes. Now, one of the things that... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Well, good. We're thinking this is good. I don't need to talk about that. So uh, here's where I would start. I would ask a lot of questions. And here's a couple real quickly, Pat. Uh, live or Zoom, this meeting? This will be Zoom. Okay. How many? Um, there are three main characters in this meeting. Myself okay. and one of them. Okay. Uh, we take characters, live human beings, or yes, uh, yes. okay. So, so it'd be three of you. Be rather intimate, and um, so do an exercise for me, Pat. If you could uh, hit a home run in this meeting, I'd like you to answer four questions for me off the top of your head. Just the first impulses that come. The four questions are: What would you like? the participants in this meeting to feel, to think, to say, and to do. So feel, think, say, do. In that order, by the way. <clears throat> and uh, while Pat, Pat will give you 30 seconds to ponder that, here's some more studs in the wall. So if you're someone who does communicate in your work, or if you preach, for example, this is the same exercise I take preachers through or communicators. Um, because um, if you read my column, what's coming out on Monday, this friend of mine who just told me he's left the faith, and a lot of it had to do with, as he put it, utterly meaningless sermons. And it's because uh, I don't think the average preacher has ever been trained to answer these questions. What do I want this person to feel? Because if Augustine's correct, and I think he is, we operate far more by our feelings and our, by our rational part of our brain. And so first of all, if you're not clear on what you want them to feel, the old adage I learned in seminary is, a mist in the pulpit is a fog in the pew. And so Pat, first and foremost, they're going to come out with a feeling that's going to trump everything else. Second, though, you do want them to be able to articulate uh, what do you want them to think? Uh, the reason you say what do you want them to say, third, is 
again, I go back to uh, communicators I've known or preachers, and they come away, and if they hear someone go, that was a wonderful sermon, they go home and say, that was a wonderful sermon. But of course, they're always going to say that if they like you. Instead, you have to go, I want them to say, uh, here are the two things we're going to do because of what you told me, as an example. Then you could benchmark the effectiveness of your communication based on you actually heard them say what you hoped they would say if you hit a home run. And then of course, you've got to be clear on what do you want them to do. And again, uh, closing a sermon, if that helps for some others, some who are listening who are preachers, closing a sermon with uh, may God bless us as we apply this to our lives is another way of saying, I have the foggiest idea how you apply this to your life. And so you've got to be clearer than that. And Pat has to be clearer than that. So Pat, talk to us about uh, what do you want them to feel? And what do you want them to think? What do you want them to say? And what do you want them to do? Yeah. So for feel, uh, I'd like them to feel that the situation is under control. Um, now, that's not a feeling. So what's a feeling associated with that? Um, a sense of relief. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Now, what's the difference between those two? Uh, hmm. <laughs> well, well, just to, to, I guess the feel relief is is more broad. There's not necessarily a specific as to why yet. So it's just a just a feeling. Whereas a, this is under control a, is is more of a thought. Yeah, there you go. So drop under control under um, what do you want them to think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, by the way, what you want them to feel is rooted in what you, if my notes are correct here, said probably is the chief problem is, that's between you and these other two. You used one word that uh, I went, whoa, there's a red flag. What's that? Hmm. When I was when I was explaining the situation, mm -hmm. you mean? Yeah. I don't know. What do you got? You use the word trust, mm. mm -hmm. as in lack of. Mm -hmm. Pat's familiar with this uh, particularly good, very helpful small little book by Pat Lencioni, "The Five Dysfunctions of a Team." And uh, Pat does it. Uh, Pat Lencioni, not Pat on this podcast, uh, his image is, a, is of a triangle and these five dysfunctions, um, the very top one, the most important one, the tip of the, so to say maybe even the iceberg, is trust. And teams that have a lack of trust simply cannot function. Yeah, and that's, a, yeah, that's, that's partly actually probably plays a big role into going into this wanting to get your your take on it because it is it, it feels a bit high stakes whether or not the actions i've taken are uh are the right ones over the past several weeks that's right that that doesn't matter if there's not trust there that's so, right and there's a reality to which maybe the actions i've taken aren't good and i need to be mindful of that <laughs> because I those actions shouldn't be trusted, you know. So I, that's right. I, there's an important piece pro approaching it from that perspective. That's right. To help thicken the skin. 
trust is uh, is exactly right, and, and trust is uh, the synonyms throughout Scripture are uh, faith, uh, but also confidence. And so, the little bit of marital counseling I do, because I'm not really trained in it, but any trained counselor will tell you that when two a couple comes and the, there's problems, it's fundamentally a lack of trust mm. because when the first time that young man told that young woman, I love you, she probably bought into it lock, stock and barrel. No, has, oh, it's wonderful. And I love you too. And when you heard that, you went, ah, oh. and that's called trust. The reason they're sitting in our living room and, we're talking to them as he might bring home roses to say, and I'm not going to set the man up as the hero and the woman as the villain. That's not my point here. Is that um, the, uh, but I've often heard it put this way. The, the man might bring home a gift and the wife used that He just wants to get me in bed. And, you know, couples that trust one another, one brings home the gift and the other receives the gift for what it is and says, thank you. You love me. So you can see what uh, lack of trust. We're going to get to an important part in this, by the way, Pat, because if you have any lack of trust, in a moment I'm going to raise, ask you another question. But let's keep going. So you want them to feel relief yeah. and uh, that things are under control. That's what you want them to think. Now, what do you want them to say? Because this will keep you out of la-la land if you've actually got uh, some grit and traction from this meeting because you you are hoping to hear them say I think I'm hoping to hear them say uh, it sounds like you you started putting things in place for this a while ago is that a bad pick no <laughs> um, that's a good start okay uh, uh, unspool it a bit more. Where does it go from there? Where, where does the conversation go? Yeah, what do you want them to hear if they keep going along that thread? Hmm. So say again what you want them to say. Um, something along the lines of, it sounds like uh, you've, put in, you've put in place things to mitigate this a while ago. Mm -hmm. Why would they say that? Uh, they would say that because they, they perceive that um, not only have I already taken steps, but uh, I've, I've put very specific things in place uh, when this, all this started early on. So they would, they would say that because they, they're, they're sort of witnessing a sense of foresight in the situation on my part. Good. So let's go back up to think. Okay. You want them to act well? No, that's good. Let's just stay where we are. <laughs> okay. It sounds like if you were, if I were to summarize it, you're hoping the things they say would uh, denote increased confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Part of the uh, narrative I'm going to ask you to write out, you're going to write this out as a story, one paragraph, 
not very uh, just simply to go and, and when you get to say just write three four five variations on the same theme mm. but one would be someone might say i'm a lot more confident that now than what's coming in this meeting yeah okay what do you want them to do Yeah, I always struggle with this one. Every good communicator does. <laughs> sure, our listeners were like turning up the volume. What happened? Why did you fall? <laughs> but sound of my my brain thinking. This was recorded one week before Pat <laughs> lost his job. <laughs> Text, textbook example of what not to do. <laughs> um. Uh, I could think of a number of things. Uh, I guess I'm not sure. I'm I'm hundred percent on on any of them, but like one might be. I always come back like it. It goes back to say, um, but but I guess I'd like them to uh, to walk away supporting or or and that's why I think I confuse the two in terms of say and do, but almost ask how can they help this continue forward? So like the do would be providing support for the plan that I already have in place moving forward. What kind of support would that be? Uh, actually, oh, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, so there I mentioned several dimensions, clients, us missing our time, time, uh, you know, our deadlines, um, the issues we have in general kind of bugs and then, some of the the attrition stuff there um and so taking the plan i have in place and support would be as an example uh meeting with some of the other uh representatives we have for those clients and making sure the team is actually on board with with uh, the the plan i have in place things that i've been saying would be reinforced as these are obviously higher ups that i'm meeting with Okay, good. <clears throat> now you've got, you can get traction on that. You can see yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. yeah. You would have to have, you'd be wise anyways, to have whatever it is you hope they would do right in front of you on a sheet of paper so that if they in the end go, well, this is really helpful, Pat. Uh, what do you propose we do? Mm, yeah. Mark of a great leader, scripted ahead of time, say, well, I actually have three things I'd like to propose. And I might even suggest that you use this phrase, something along the lines of, hey, on a scale of one to 10, dear partners, I'd like you to give me a vote of confidence on what do you think about these three? Here's the first one. Hmm. Now, why go that direction? Particularly like the, the scaling. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it helps provide, uh, it helps provide feedback for me in terms of how, how well these, these steps I've laid out are. So that's, yeah. Yep. And back to Lencioni and trust and, and the bigger so, issue. Yeah, sure. How much they, how much confidence they have in each of these, which translates 
it's how much confidence they have in, in, in me or areas where I need to improve in that in the future. Yes. And the reason that you uh, do that is, and the listeners, this is, this is also a helpful exercise. Um, putting a number on things or a scale causes the listener to really have to think. And so to simply say, Hey guys, and are we confident I can pull that off? Most people are going to say, "Sure, yeah, sure." Yeah. Um, and it gets—it's a kind of reminds me again of uh, Augustine's ordering of our loves. It's one thing to say, uh, "Do you love good food?" People say, "Yeah." They <laughs> um, say, "Do you love it in the order in which God loves it?" What? <laughs> yeah we're to love the lord our god second love our neighbors ourselves three four five six twenty eight hundred fifty hundred ninety eight uh, all these things the ordering after the first two is ambiguous in scripture but does provide gutter guards and um, helpful uh, wisdom but uh, you're to love working where you are right now a certain way, Pat. And if you're not working there one day, that would fall right off the scale. Point is, that kind of uh, specificity, I often say to people, for example, when they're reading, talking about themselves, I'd say, uh, well, give me the three top adjectives that your best friends would use to describe mm -hmm. you. And then tell me the three worst things, three worst adjectives that your, your toughest critics would use. You can see that's different than, uh, hey, tell me what you do best. Hey, tell me what are some of your weaknesses or things you need to improve on. Um, so all that to say, now so far in what we scripted, where are the gaps in your, that you still feel? From what we've, we've talked about, like. Yeah, up to this point. For this meeting, it's later today. <laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, in terms of, of my understanding gaps or in terms of like... Yeah. Yeah. Just your, your confidence gap for you to go, okay, I'm, I'm pretty... I think I'm pretty well scripted for this thing. Yeah. Well, I think there's the, the intro piece to this, which is where my head's been a little bit. Um, it's like, how do we... How do I help steer that conversation quickly um, uh -huh. and, and in this direction? Because it there can you go. go a number of different ways. Yep. Um, yep. That's what I wrote down. My last question here is how are you going to frame this thing? Yeah. The, well, just the, the, the first thing that came to mind for me as I was kind of processing this earlier this week uh, was something along the lines of, you know, would it, uh, but, well, yeah, a couple options. One could be, so before we, uh, before we jump in to our plan moving forward to address these issues, would it be helpful for me to go over kind of where we've been, where some of the complexity lies in some of these issues and what I've, what I already have in place to help address them? That'd be one. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's probably more in line with this conversation. Another thought that I'll just share that might be helpful is um, so kind of opening it up, you know, before we, we talk about what 
what steps to put in place here moving forward, um, would, it, would it be helpful to kind of go over where you all see the problems are currently? Because um, I have sort of my own take, but I'd be curious what, what you all are observing as some of the problems here. That would be the second take. Okay. So what do you hear yourself when you, when you uh, suggest those two? What do you, uh, when you hear yourself, Mm-hmm. scale one to 10, you know, 10, like I uh, hit the ball out of the park, man. That's the way to frame it. One ends being. Mm. <laughs> Don't throw the scaling technique back at me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, scale one to 10 for each of those. Interests. Yeah. Just, uh, you, you have an intuitive feeling. Yeah. What's your intuition on the first? What's your intuition on the second? How strong an intuition, in other words, do you go? I think I, I think I ought to massage that and go that direction. Yeah, I think uh, the the benefit of the first, I'd, I'd say I'm probably more of like a an eight on the first one because it, it has a clearer direction. Mm-hmm. Um, the downside to that is if they say, no, we don't want to do that, <laughs> mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm in trouble. Um, the second one is far more open-ended. And so the downside to that, which, you know, that gives me, because of that, I think I'm, I'm more like a four or five, um, because that could go a number of different ways and we don't have that much time during this meeting. Um, right. and so it wouldn't really slice straight to the middle. Got it. What do you think? Um, you think the opposite? <laughs> no, no. Um, some of it boils down to, or we'll take a, you know, um, it's not a rabbit trail. I'm just going to take a little quick walk off a path and then right back. We have confidence in experts. An expert is someone it comes from the idea of experience. So <clears throat> the one that has the most dirt under their fingernails. So if you, when I had my torn quad tendon stitched up, it was Dr. Harris who said, I've done hundreds and thousands of these here. Oh, okay, so I didn't, I didn't sweat it. A lack of confidence in, in any way denotes that I'm not really sure how much dirt you have under your fingernails on this. Mm. But in fact, you do have more. Is it true? Rather, Here's my assumption. Mm-hmm. Who has the most dirt under their fingernails on this thing? Well, that's where I go back and forth in my head in terms of what's, what's, what's actually humility with this. I don't know. In terms of this specific thing, me by mm-hmm. far. Yes. This specific with this team. Okay. Um, in terms of more broadly with tech, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I know I have a lot of dirt under my fingernails with this, but when it comes to some of the higher ups here, I'm not sure. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm more just almost say I'm, I'm not sure. I'd like to think that the specifics of this circumstance probably point to me here. Um, but I really, particularly one in this meeting, I don't know, I don't know his, his actual background. Um, he's definitely a, a higher, higher up. And I suspect he, you know, he may not have as much 
dirt when it comes to this nitty gritty and the details. Right. Um, but I really, I really don't know. Got it. Okay. Now that's helpful. We're not suggesting this, but, um, you do know how governments, uh, for example, Britain, how it operates. They're not sure they have called for a vote of confidence, hmm. but that's a make or break because if the vote comes back and says, we don't really have confidence in you, then you immediately start to reorganize the government. I'm not recommending that, but that's a frame. Okay. Studs in the wall here for listeners while, um, because Pat and I are both killing time trying to think of the best way to frame this, but here we go. <laughs> quick, Mike, stall more. Quick, quick texting quick, quick, on quick, the side. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what the heck are we doing? Um, <laughs> this is the brilliance of what you read in Scripture. This is the brilliance of God. This is the brilliance of Jesus. Is If you could talk about the issue of, um, you know, whether or not you really have a receptive heart, but it's going to be more meaningful for the listener. If you talk about, look around, there's really four kinds of soil here. Which one are you? It's called a parable. Parable from the Greek is uh, to throw alongside, is to throw a story alongside or to frame the issue inside something that doesn't sound like you're talking about the heart just in the opening and makes people look at the heart differently and so what we're doing here right now with pat is a critical part of the meeting is the initial frame almost sets up and frames the entire meeting it it's something that people don't give a lot of thought to because it's not it's not the heart of the meeting, but it, it establishes where the heart of the meeting will eventually end, the meeting will eventually end up. So the frame is critical. It's Nathan, the reluctant. Uh, well, he was reluctant to do it, but being told, you know, go tell David, we know it, we've seen everything he's done. <laughs> So I'm going to go tell the king he's been an adulterer, murderer, what have you. That'll be my last words. <laughs> but he walks in and he goes, let me tell you a story. Now, Pat doesn't have the time to tell that lengthy of a story, but you can see the power in it is David getting incensed and saying that man ought to be shot. Mm -hmm. He goes, well, you're the man. Part of what, uh, Pat, what you're wrestling here, and it might be, to see if you put solve problems, manage conditions, would be the problem you're trying to solve. Who's the best person on this meeting to solve the problems? I'd like to think me. <laughs> okay, good. Now see what I'm hearing right now, and this is where again, I can't answer this question, you'll have to, is a deeper issue in this whole meeting is the condition. And that condition is, because I'm hearing it right now in you, I've never heard you talk quite that this way. The lack of confidence, you just hedged your bet on yourself. 
Yeah. I'd like to think. Yeah. Well, there's only going to be three people on the call. If you're not really sure, how are they going to be sure? Yeah, I think that uh, that speaks to some other some other pieces. Uh, for, yeah. Um, hmm. Ponder there for a moment. It's it's in this regard. I would never encourage you to say this, but the fact is, you know, the old. Uh, uh, baseball pitcher, uh, one of the winningest pitchers ever. He had a great little fun sense of humor. And Dizzy Dean, and he's famous for saying, it ain't bragging if you can do it. Mm. Now, what do you hear in that in terms of confidence? Oh, a lot of confidence. <laughs> a lot of confidence. It might be the biggest work in this, in this, in what we're scripting this is you exuding proper confidence yeah the, the proper there is very helpful because I think that's where where am I being where am I being arrogant where am I, where am I being humble um, it, you know it even gets to the uh, just elements of uncertainty there are there are many things that I don't know and so a lot of the decisions I make today, I don't know uh, with absolute confidence that they're going to work out, but I, I am confident they're going to work out. Mm -hmm. And I think I lose the confidence sometimes because of the absolute uncertainty. Yes. So go back to what you want them to feel. You really want them to feel relief? Hmm. 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 Well, I'm trying to like whew. a little bit. I, I think because I'm I'm putting myself in in that position, and mm -hmm. if there seems to be, I'm, I'm a bit alarmed because of I'm just now becoming aware of something. Um, the relief would be almost like, you know, you're, you're on a cruise ship and you see, you see a wave off in the distance and you go up and yell to the captain, there's a wave coming. And he goes, I know, you know, we've been steering, correcting for it for the past several hours. We're, we're in a good spot. You know, that's the sense of, Oh, okay. I, I, I have relief because the captain's already, He's he's fully aware of this issue and, and already mm -hmm. making moves towards it. So that's that's I think why I picked relief. Yeah, yeah, I get it, and I think it's uh, you know, it, it'll suffice for what we're doing here today. I get it, and um, you want them to to come out uh, a tad relaxed. Is in the same suburbs of that. The um, oh, okay. So if you're on the cruise ship, we can go back to enjoying our little uh, you know mint julep <laughs> at the pool. Even my free drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that what you're saying, Pat? We can go, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, so that's where, you know, things are under control as much as they can be under control. Pat, have you ever shared just that little simple phrase, solve problems, manage conditions with this, with no, these two? No, not with this group, no. 
it might be appropriate as um, even the frame. You've, you tell a story of when a team tried to solve a, con, uh, a condition and just managed a problem. Ooh. Huh, okay. Which they're, they're a legion out there. And, um, and you can simply, you can frame it in terms of, you know, I'm here because I really believe in this team. I believe in what we're doing and I love being here. And we're at a place now where we have to be careful. We don't do the, one of the fatal flaws in business is to try to just to simply manage a problem and solve a condition. And that's exactly backwards. We have to solve problems and manage conditions. And by the way, if you script that way, here's what you're exuding right out of the blocks. Expertise. And confidence that comes yeah. from that. Yep. But see, that has to be second nature for you to share. You can't be, you can't be going, yeah, he's just, it's gotta be like, huh, okay. So what are you saying is a problem? What are you saying is a condition? Yeah, that, and that might be helpful for me to flesh out a little bit. Yeah. That way, and you could flesh out. So let me enumerate the problems. Now, what you're exuding is expertise and confidence. Yeah. The condition you have to manage, and I'd, I'd enumerate these because you actually made reference to them. No one has a crystal ball. That's my image for what you said earlier, which is what? In terms of if you implement all these things, what still hangs out there? Whether or not it'll work. That's right. We don't know. We don't know. And um, anybody who says, we know this will how it will work out, that's the classic how you get into a, a business that overpromises and underdelivers. Mm-hmm. As he can use that phrase, say, guys, we don't, I know we don't want to ever be in that place, but we're, we're now in that place. These things I'm suggesting will solve that problem. But over here on the managed condition is, will these solve, will this actually fix everything? We don't know. And I'm wondering, well, I'm gonna ask you at the end of this meeting for a vote of, sort of a vote of confidence that what I'm proposing here, uh, do you see gaps? Do you see omissions? If not, this is how we're going to execute. Mm. This is this is very helpful. Um, yeah, let's let's keep going, and then I'll wrap up with why this has been very helpful for me. Well, listen, the uh, the two listeners we have one just pinged us that he's dropped out already, so <laughs> we're down to one. So wrap it up. Yeah, well, I think a big part of the reason that this has been helpful is is kind of establishing that confidence uh, in one of the things, particularly in the frame that you talked about, how do you frame this correctly? Yeah. Both 
both of the other individuals in this meeting may very well sit and listen and see where things go. But I also know the personalities. It is, it could very well be immediately someone takes the horns and just starts throwing out ideas. And I, you know, I, there's, there's no room for, or time for me to go over any of this. And so uh, I do think there's, there's an importance to directing this right away and establishing mm-hmm. that, that confidence immediately. It's actually not the path I normally like to take because that's, that's more of like an, an aggressive uh, move in a meeting. But I do think at this level with these individuals, that's probably really important. And that's probably really what, what will help even drive their confidence further. Mm-hmm. So that that is helpful. Um, obviously, just the confidence piece in general and, and what it means to be properly confident is kind of still simmering. Um, but yeah, then of course, just this managing managing conditions, the idea of what's, what conditions are we trying to solve currently and why that's, that's uh, a fatal flaw is a, a very helpful frame. Um, so that'll even just to concretely put down these are the conditions. These are the steps I've taken to mitigate those. And and these are the problems. These are the steps, the steps I've taken to solve those problems. That's that clarity is, is just, again, uh, really helpful to nail down some of the, the swirling thoughts in my head. Great. And by the way, so, uh, so listeners, uh, if um, I'm not suggesting this is what, the frame, how Pat uh, frames it, but if you have the time and luxury, or if you are a communicator, or if you are a preacher, a parable is finding a story in another industry. So you don't start with this. Here's a story from the Bible that will set up this story in the Bible. Um, and one thing that comes to mind in this uh, situation Pat is in is this is very similar to what Alan Malali uh, ran into, probably just butchered his last name, um, but it's all in the book American Icon which is how he turned around Ford Motor Company coming from Boeing a uh, long time ago, but Ford's uh, market share had collapsed, uh, it had gone, it had certainly receded a great deal. And, uh, but he came in and realized they were um, managing a problem and it had to do with, they were making cars that were inferior and the whole setup with the family was uh, and and he had to go in and sift out and say okay here are some of the conditions ford family owns the company so can't change that but there were things in the in the interactions between the board and the family they were dysfunctional and he solved those things and he created actually a round table and brought in outsiders and yada 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 and you could just say if he could summarize it that succinctly you can say on a much smaller scale this is a great little opportunity we have here to make sure that we are, in fact, right now, solving problems and managing conditions. But if I'm listening, as listeners, and you've heard Pat do well, you really have to have your your deck ready to say, well, what are the problems? Give them to me. You go, bing, bing, bing. And you say, and what are the conditions? Bing, bing. And I would, th- I would in- uh, encourage you that if this is truly you, Pat, I think it is, um, you exude and embody the confidence you hope they will instill, they will reflect back to you. Because I think what's gnawing at your soul right now is 
you have been more confident in other places and you ought to be perhaps more confident. And last but not least, being properly confident is not original. It's a Leslie Newbigin, the great missiologist, his book, Proper Confidence, where he takes on what the Enlightenment has done. And the Enlightenment, amongst other things, was to strive for absolute certainty on all things. Pat's going to close this meeting with one of the conditions we have is there is no absolute certainty as to how this is going to work out. But I want you to be properly confident in where we're going. Gentlemen, are we?